and we are live. Welcome back to Checkpoint, brought to you by Strictly Casual, your number one show, rounding up all the hottest gaming news stories of the week and discussing all the relevant topics you need to know about. I'm one of your hosts, James Walmer, brought to you by the spiciest meatball in gaming news. Vincent DeSantis. Vincent, how are we doing today? I'm doing amazing, James. Great. Thank you to our audio listeners. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash casual. Please hit us with a rating on audio platforms and sub. It helps us out a lot. Literally any way you can engage with us on any platform is a huge help. Guys, what else we got going on on the channel? We got an Obi-Wan reaction. Not reaction. We're not calling them reactions anymore. Discussion. Obi-Wan yeah, discussion. Break- yeah. Mm-hmm. Breakdown on the latest episode coming out later today. Is that when it's coming out? Or it's is out. It coming out later in the the episode five one is it's out. out. Yeah. It's already out. Great. Uh, we have discussion on Summer Games Fest activities uh, from last week up on the channel. You can go look at those. We have stuff on Starfield, stuff on Persona, stuff on... Uh, Redfall. You can check out the Redfall video if you want. Silk Song. Because no one else is. Silk Song, all that good stuff. Uh, and there's more to come. Yes. So please, guys, this is a great, huge week for Strictly Casual and all the content we got going on today. We're talking about some review roundups. We're talking about a Todd Howard interview. We're talking about PlayStation Plus now that it's out. And we're talking about the Gran Turismo movie, among other things. Now, Vincent, yes. now we have to go and talk about, we don't have to, we get to we talk get about to. how your week was. How, what have you been playing? Uh, my week is great. My girlfriend's visiting right now, so it's been tons oh. of fun. Went to the beach and stuff. So the game time's been pretty low, but we had a little okay. bit of downtime last night, and so I jumped into some Elden Ring while she was working on some stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, dude, I made some big progress, I feel like. Just the yeah, royal capital was has just been destroying me, and I finally, James, found the right path. I feel like I was redoing the same area over and over to try to find Did you go, go through the sewers yet? Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know if I went through all the sewers, but I did go through the sewers. I mean, dude, I beat Fake Godfrey and Morgoth last night. Like, it was... Hell yeah. I just felt so good after doing that. In the one-two buck of my shoe. I did. Did you get through the door? No, because you had to go to a You need to look area. it up. No, you had to go to a different area to then unlock the door, I found out. I see. And so, I just got to the mountaintops. Like, I'm in. And it's right. all smoky, bro. Like, you can't see anything. I'm like, I don't want to be in here. Shit. This doesn't... Can't this see fun. shit. Yeah. Oh, but... Oh, my God. Maybe my fi- favorite dialogue I've had in the game yet, James, is when you get to the mountaintop to the first side of Grace, uh-huh. you go through the smoky thing, you go through this long bridge that's super narrow, and the guy's shooting at you with the giant bow, and you're like, I don't know, I'm going to do this. Anyways, you get to the first side of Grace, and there's the samurai guy with the hat, you know? Yeah. And he gives you this whole dialogue that says, basically, you have to sacrifice, um, uh, what's her name? What's the, your, the girl that you're with, the maiden? Uh, her name is, I always forget. Call it's an M, right? Yeah, it says call on M when you at the site of mm-hmm. grace or whatever. You're gonna have to sacrifice her if you want to become an Elden Lord, or you could sacrifice yourself and burn everything to the ground. Something like this. And I'm like, oh my god. And I listen to that dialogue over and over and over again. And you keep clicking to talk, and he has more stuff to say. And it's the best, yep. it's the best voice lines in the game yet. Like by So far. here's a question, Vin. What am I gonna do? What are you gonna do? Dude, Because this changes the direction of the game. I really don't know. I really don't know what I'm going to do. You have to actively choose like and go and do the steps to to do uh, either be or. consumed mm-hmm, to do either or. So you have to make a decision and say like, oh, I need to do. I don't think it would be very Iron Lord of me to sacrifice the girl. I don't think so either. <laughs> you mean Elden Lord? <laughs> what I say? Iron Lord? Damn it. Iron Lord. Uh, That's Destiny. Iron Banner. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm probably not going to sacrifice her. My character's kind of a thumb. I'll probably die. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I'm kind of building up to it. But okay, so I played a bunch of that last night, which was awesome. I'm level like 106 or something now, dude. Like absolutely just Mm -hmm. power grinding right now. I'm just feeling great. I feel like I'm cruising. I feel like I'm making moves. At the beginning of the game, you'd spend 20 hours. I feel like I'm just inching. And now I feel like I'm cruising along, which just feels good. Feels really good. Um, So that's been great. And then I also played the Hellsinger demo five times this week five times wow i think it is love it awesome james it's like guitar hero doom it's it's awesome there's little like it's like dance dance revolution the arrows come in at the sides and you have to shoot on time got to reload on time you got to jump on time it's awesome i highly recommend playing the demo like it only takes 20 minutes to play all the way through it's so fun see here's a game that i think does that and i might it might be better 
sure for me in terms of my own experience and just what i like out of games yeah but have you ever played pistol whip no i've never played pistol whip it's a vr game okay on my buddy's quest yeah and it's essentially the same thing is you're standing and it's an on-rails shooter and enemies like come out of the come out of like the environment and stuff like that and yeah and you shoot them on beat and you like dodge yeah that's probably better because it is it's difficult to like jump and dodge and shoot and stuff in this game where i feel like yeah doing that makes me then mess up the beat then the multiplier goes down when the multiplier goes down multiplier the music goes down so like it starts with just like a guitar mm. like a beat and then as you do better it goes like bigger and bigger the full mm-hmm. if you get the whole multiplier there's the screamo the drums like everything every time you like hit a good shot or like a finishing kill there's like a drum roll going on it's super awesome. cool so super I mean, cool definitely check out the demo it's free it's not very long you can calibrate it to your headphones and stuff for certain latency oh, delays so like yeah. just in case your headphones sick. have a little more latency then so that you still click on time i just Mm-hmm. great experience and it's coming out for 30 cool. bucks um like next month or something like that i could really see myself picking it up i really is it really only could. available on pc no it's on i, I got it on my ps5 oh shit okay and it worked great on ps5 the haptic feedback is yeah. also great on ps5 super cool yeah so i mean i mean definitely check it out it literally i recommend it to anybody even if you have no desire to do a rhythm based game it is fun it's fun yeah so that's awesome. awesome. That's all I played. That's it. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a life update to share with you. So if you've been watching the show for a while, you might notice, or maybe you might not have. Sometimes I have to point this out to people. I have a crooked nose. I'm looking straight at the camera right now, and you can see that it veers off to the left side. Now, what that means is that I have a broken nose. Sure. Slash a deviated septum. Mm-hmm. Went to the nose doctor. I went to my primary care doctor and I said, hey, I think I have a deviated septum. He goes, okay, why do you think I have a deviated septum? I said, dude, I can't breathe. And then I took my mask off and he looked at it and he said, oh, you do have a deviated septum. Yeah. And so he sent me to a specialist. Well, especially he said, and I quote, your nose is fucked up. He said, I don't know how you've been living 20 years yeah. or however many years with this broken nose. Yeah. He says, this is above my pay grade. You're going to have to find a super expert. A specialist. To fix your nose. Like, you're going to have to find some. It's, he's, he told, told this to me in multiple. He goes, it's an art yeah. to do a nose like yours. He said, you need someone to look at your, you incredible. in the eye and say, and say, this is not going to be easy. I can't promise you perfection, but I'm going to do my best. Wow. He said, you don't want, you can't have someone come to you and say, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. Because the, the reality is. It's a problem. Your nose oh. is super difficult. <laughs> he's like, uh-huh. what you got going on is and he's he's getting excited about it yeah. as he's like talking about it to me and he's like this is super interesting to people like us so you're gonna you need to get someone who's like excited to do sure. your nose yeah who's like who will be very straightforward with you but so today i had my cat scan i got a it's question called landmark okay i got i got a question about this one of all first of all james yeah. you're gonna be absolutely unstoppable you're going to be absolutely unstoppable after the surgery, okay? That's how it's going to go. <laughs> These bitches never stood a chance. Never stood a chance after this. Um, But the thing is, do they promise, like, can they promise it's going to be, like, better? Like, not that it's terrible now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, if you don't, if you, it's not pointed out, like, I'm not noticing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, after the surgery, can they promise it'll be better than it is now or, like, straighter than it is now? That kind of thing. This is a long pause. No, they can't promise. No, because he said, okay, he was talking about UW. You know, I live in Washington. He said yeah. at UW, I've seen some people come out of there and question whether or not they let them leave. He's like, I don't know how you let them leave the clinic looking like this. Oh my, that is terrifying. He said, I've seen some botched jobs. He said, you really need to find someone who knows what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Search is on. The search is on. How- he says, I moved here from Arizona. I don't know anyone in the area. There's one woman in the area who has a great pedigree. Sure, who sure. Looks like she would know what she's doing. Yeah. But I don't I've never seen her work. So what's what's your process? Are you going to start window shopping here like cold calling like hey my nose is messed up. I'm going to need a little like I'm going to need something. Uh I'm going to check out the woman that uh my doctor referred me to. Yeah. But he said if you go to New York for grad school. Yeah. Um then you're like a train ride away from like the best options in the country. Yeah. 
That's so he said too. that might be an option there too. You have Johns Hopkins, you have Harvard maybe. Also, consider this. Your voice is going to change once this nose job's done. That's what I thought too. Like significantly, I think your voice will change. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when I when you talk, like you're breathing through mouth and nose. And if you can't breathe well out of your nose because of the deviated septum, that's going to totally change how you sound. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm going to be a whole different person. Dude, it's all new. Oh my God. Our audio listeners are going to be like, who the hell is this new guy on the who's, podcast? Who's this dude, bro? Who's this dude? <laughs> so um, it's like, it should hopefully be done within the next month. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the recovery yeah. like on that? It's just two weeks. Take it easy. Uh, that's not too bad. Could be worse. No. You got to wear a whole he, he like told me about the process. They yeah. like have to cut open yeah. right here at the bottom. And they like fold the skin up. Yeah. And so basically like our audio listeners can't see this, but. I'm going to try and describe it as the best as I can. So you, the middle of the septum is standing straight up normally. Mm-hmm. And it's supported by kind of like these rib yeah. type pieces of cartilage. And normally it's just straight. Mine is like caved. <laughs> right. So they have to stand it back up and set the little supports up as well so yeah. that it can keep it in place and then right. and then stitch it back up. But Vince, I've been playing a lot of games this week. Tell me about it. Um. I tried to re-download Resident Evil 7, and if you saw my tweet, you would know that... So, as a result of the Capcom game show, they said Resident Evil 4, 2, and 3 are all getting next-gen upgrades with yes. 4K 60 frames per second. Yes. Um, unfortunately, this does not apply to the PlayStation Plus version of Resident Evil 7. Ah, you have to own it. That's you have a bummer. to own it. That's a big bummer, actually. I hate this. Yeah. This is the second time this has happened. And last time it happened, I gave up on it and it came back and bit me in the ass. You know what game that was? That was Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Remake. Yes. You couldn't upgrade that for the thing. I couldn't upgrade that. And for that, I will eternally despise Square Enix. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. In addition, I've been playing a lot of Apex as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, jumped into Elden Ring a little bit. I'm on the final boss. Wow, the Elden, the Beast, Elden Beast, Radagon that goes oh, okay, into okay. the Elden Beast fight right after. Got it. I'm at Radagon. Um, You're great beat fight, it. super cool. But I haven't beat it. You're getting close to this end game, James. I'm really close to the end game. Now, are, did Pretty you crazy. already create a save before this? Uh, did you copy your save? No, but I should. So copy your save before this fight, because this sure. will allow you to. Well, I don't yeah, know if it locks ending. you out. Yeah, you can get all the endings. That way you don't have to play through. Mm-hmm. In case you just want to see the other endings and then the next playthrough, you're not worried about which. Because that's what I'm going to do. Because yeah. I want to see all the endings and not have to play another 70 hours to get to the next ending. Just to kind of see. Yeah, good idea. In addition, I also jumped into a little game called Death Stranding this week. Wow. Yeah, I put like six hours into Death Stranding. Wow. Director's cut or regular? Director's cut. Wow. Okay, yeah. And Vincent... Shut up. This game Shut up. Oh my is God. blowing me away. It's the perfect downtime game where I'm so overstimulated by all... I'm playing Apex. I'm playing Elden Ring. These games that are super hyper-focused on details and getting timing right, where now I get to play a walking simulator where I get to enjoy... The, there's these huge set pieces with this incredible music and you're just walking. And for some people, for so many people, it's like, man, I don't fucking want that. I don't want a walking sim. But for me, I get to be a part of a story. I get to see these incredible cinematics with these actors who have these incredible performances who are, and I'm stepping into this world. <laughs> for our audio listeners, Vincent's like tapping out. I don't know what's going on. He's like, fuck, man. He's like, fuck. James. Fuck. I, I promised myself I would beat Elden Ring before starting Death Stranding, and I don't want to wait any longer. I think it's a good break game. I have a lot of break games going right now. <laughs> I need to fi- I need to finish Elden Ring, dude, so I can play Death Stranding. I have to. It's, it's so good. Vincent, it's a perfect... I think it's a perfect you and me game. Like, it's all that oh. sci-fi shit. Like, all the terminology and you're, like, learning about the world and, like, how these, like, things work. Uh, in some ways, it's very mysterious and vague, but you love it. You're like, holy fuck, I saw that person there and now they're here. I wonder how, what, like, what's going on with oh this dude? God. This dude's okay. super mysterious. All right. You know what I mean? It's suspenseful, like, and just, it's 
gorgeous. Oh my God. It's gorgeous, Vincent. These, like, here's what happened. This is what I, I said, holy shit. It's, you're walking through to like the, you're doing kind of your first major mission. Yeah. And you're carrying. How long is the intro uh, cinematic? Are, are we talking like 45 minutes? The prologue is probably like 30 minutes. I love it. So is 30 minutes. I'm on the episode two right now. There's seven. And or so eight you're going through. I don't remember. Okay. Um, but you're going through and you're like, you're choosing your options of which route to go through. So I picked the mountain route, which was the hardest, but it was the, the, most the, lucrative. the closest. Oh yeah. Most lucrative. It was the sure. fastest mm-hmm. because it's time, time matters. And so, but like, I was like, okay, this game has been out for a while. People have ladders and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I like, I used a rope, I used ladders to get up and it was really no problem. And then I, I, I start my journey and I'm, you know, walking I'm across so these rocks and I'm things. I'm so happy. And the camera pulls back. Oh. The camera pulls back. And then you see, like, I love this. It's the title of the song and the artist. Yeah. And it like, the it just, the soundtrack consumes the moment. And it plays through the whole song. It's not just like a 20 second yeah. thing. It's like the entire song plays out as you're going through. If you can learn to love the journey in this game and not just worry about to get to the next thing, I think this is like one of the most incredible games ever. If it continues to be this good, maybe I'll get burnt out and I'm like, man, like I'm tired of sure, this. Sure. But like for now, I am in love with it. This makes me, this is the best review you could have possibly given me. <laughs> and it, I'm physically ill that I promised to, to wait on this game and I might just start it earlier. Just start it earlier, Vin. You got the juices pumping. That's the best time to jump into a game is when you got the adrenaline pumping. You're so You got right. the Hungry Gamer Go-Go Juice. You, I, I got the Hungry Gamer Go-Go Juice right now. Yeah. Right now. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe that's a Saturday thing. Maybe that's a Saturday exploration for me to start. But the cast is great. The acting oh, I bet. is so good. I'm sure. It's got Leia Sado. Mads Mikkelsen. Dude, I mean. It's Mads just- Mikkelsen. It's got Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Damn it. All right. Fine. It's done. I have it. I have the director's <laughs> cut. Like, I already own it. Like, I'm just ready to go. Wow, you own it. You got the uh, uh, I bought the Steelbook. Steelbook PS4 version, and then it was $10 for the upgrade for the director's cut. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, fine, deal, take that. I love it. It's all the great like artsy sci-fi bullshit that you God. expect from a Kojima game. It's amazing. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But James, we're 20 minutes into this podcast and we're about to get start right yeah. now. That was an amazing discussion. Ah man, I could talk more about Death Stranding right now, but maybe next week when I've played some, then we can chat a little bit. But I would love to. Anyways, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge has. It was out today, question mark. Yes, Thursday. Yes. Yep, it's out today. So reviews came out a couple days ago and really good reviews. Are you joking? Like it always looked good, but I really didn't expect it to like hit like I knew this. it was going to review well. I, I didn't. knew it. I had I that feeling deep in my gut. Gamer gives it a 4.5 out of 5. Press start with a 9. Noisy Pixel 9. Game Informer 8.75 out of 10. Game Ramp 4 out of 5. IGN 8. GameSpot 8. And this is a little review snippet from Richard Wakeling who says, Despite its brevity, however, this is still a tremendous labor of love that lives up to the legacy of the Turtles in Time and the brawlers that came before it. Combat is fast-paced and simple yet satisfying while new features help modernize the action without tampering its 16-bit essence. Co-op is overly chaotic and can use some indicators to help you keep track of where you are, but playing with friends is still a blast. Rehashing a classic retro game is always a tough ask, but Shredder's Revenge avoids the obvious pitfalls and successfully brings out successfully brings about a revival of everyone's favorite mutant turtles pretty awesome that sounds great very cool and uh yeah i will not be picking this game up yet me neither uh just because i don't think i would personally enjoy a side school or beam up especially by myself yeah yeah right now right um but regardless i'm really glad this game is doing well me because too. i know there are so many people who are gonna love and absolutely play the shit out of this game yeah yeah i mean i would i would buy this on sale with someone you know what i mean to like play yes do a couple play sessions you know let's be a good uh playstation plus game it would we got let's we'll get in we'll get into some playstation plus <laughs> stuff in a bit i got a lot of thoughts about well, that we and a lot of questions to ask you i think it's gonna be a good video yeah. but yeah open critics had an 87 metacritics had an 84 for this as of yesterday i did not update that this morning that's all. Great. It's all in Shredder's Revenge. Do we want to talk about this uh, Overwatch 2 roadmap, or do we want to go into Todd Howard interview? We could, but if we do 
you said they're going to do a new trailer at the end of that. And so if they do it, we could do a little separate video action. And I feel like that might be okay. cool. But there's an okay. Overwatch 2 event happening as of recording, if you're interested. Yeah, with their roadmap through 2023. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, I like that they're planning on stuff. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Planning on a lot of stuff. Pretty ambitious, if you ask me. Always is. Because if we learn one thing from roadmaps is... They don't always they don't always pull through with their roadmap. Yeah, you better slap a date on that because I'm going to be looking at the updated roadmap in a couple months for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. I'm not pulling up that old JPEG and hoping for the best. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm I'm not saving that. Nope. Next up, we got Starfield. Everything we learned in IGN's Todd Howard interview. Yeah. So to kind of intro this, um, mm-hmm. after the Starfield gameplay was shown at the Xbox conference, Todd Howard had a separate interview with IGN where he went to, into way more details and kind of answered a lot of questions that people had about the game, which I thought was interesting. Like, I think there are details here that we were just kind of guessing on and he confirms and denies some things in this. And it's very interesting to talk about to me. I read it and I was like, dang, this is cool. This looks cool. Um, also, uh, right now there's a deal going on where you can get a series S for $250 and it comes with 24 months of game pass. It's fifty dollars off. That's a great deal, dude. That's fifty dollars off the sticker price, plus a year of Game Pass. No, is like what? Not two 50. years of Game Pass. It's twenty four months of Game Pass Ultimate. It's the highest tier. How much is that normally? Three hundred. That usually is bundled with the Xbox Series S. They bundle two years of Game. Is Pass that normal? Ultimate. Is that a normal thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And That's so, a great deal. especially if you sell your other Xbox controller, James, you could probably sell it for like. Yeah. 45 50 dollars then you're getting it for 200 dollars, and it comes with a controller and two years of game pass for 200 dollars. what and it's why crazy but i want a series x i know i know crazy but I want to see... i'm a snob i'm a snob I'm, I'm gonna get the series s i'm pretty sure let's talk about it this is why okay, okay. uh this uh yeah you go sorry yep. if you're more familiar you oh i was just gonna do the intro thing and then you could start off the first bullet point let's do that um in conversation with ryan mccafferty who i love Ryan mccafferty good dude great Ryan mccafferty's great he's been working at ign for a long time long time always solid howard followed up on a number of elements we learned about for first we learned about for the first time during the starfield gameplay reveal at the xbox bethesda showcase last weekend we have full news stories and quotes for every topic mentioned but this is like the wrap-up article of all the main points here's a quick rundown of everything new that we learned well bam what's the first one Todd Howard confirms Fallout 5 is coming after Elder Scrolls 6. He says, quote, yes, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-production, he said, and you know we're going to be doing Fallout 5 after that. So our slate's pretty full going forward for a while. We have some other projects that we look at from time to time as well. I, I think Fallout 5 would be really far out, like extremely far out. Super far out. If Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-production, then mm-hmm. Fallout 5 is coming out um, like two years after James graduates grad school. Like... Yeah, maybe longer. James gonna yeah. have like maybe a child by the time Fallout Five comes out. <laughs> maybe I don't want to. I don't want to think. Then you'd be you'd be more in line to have a child before me. You're the one in a relationship. Hey, I don't know. I don't. You never know what can happen. You really never know. I guess. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. We have confirmation Fallout Five is in production or pre-production. I'm glad. I, I love Fallout. I love the franchise. Yeah. I'm I'm glad they didn't just kind of like drop it for Starfield. Yes. Entirely. Starfield includes more handcrafted content than any Bethesda game, alongside its procedural galaxy. Todd Howard's announcement that the upcoming sci-fi RPG will include 1,000 fully explorable planets. Howard told us more about the game's approach to procedural generation, what it offers, and assured us that players can ignore them in favor of huge amount of fully handcrafted content if they want to. So, there's going to be obviously the quests and stuff that bring you to certain planets that will have the right. handcrafted content, but anything else outside of that, we can assume is procedurally generated, right? So, um, I'm, that's my guess. I'm sure there is side content that's on some planets, but less handcrafted. So you're saying that all the planets aren't handcrafted? No, I I know for yeah, it's a fact. There's not all the planets are handcrafted. Okay. It's a bit of a no man's sky approach to some of the planets. Mm. Um, okay. But I'm assuming it, it'll be like, okay, let's say you have a quest. You have to get some of these materials from some planets. And there's probably so many options to get those materials. You can go to any planet, let's say. You could probably do it on the main big planets that are handcrafted, but you could just explore and find something on another planet or something like that. I'm sure that's kind of how it's going to work. How do you have a number of planets that are procedurally generated? Do they stay consistent? 
like every time for every one person's game? That's yeah. my question. My guess, obviously I don't know this for sure, is that there are 1,000 set planets and they have uh -huh. been procedurally generated and they're in everybody's game. So like I could go to a planet and you could okay. go to a planet and they would be the same planet, but they didn't necessarily mm -hmm. handcraft it. I'm sure they got a quality assurance check. You know what I mean? I see. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, oh, dude, imagine QA testing procedurally generated stuff. It doesn't. Dude. You have to make it unbreakable no. before it's generated. Yeah. They'd have to make a couple planets, have their QA, like, just go crazy on those planets, and then make those bounds for every planet just a little bit different. Yep. People are going to get break it. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see that. It's going to be great. Yeah. They're going to find some bunk-ass planets. Yep. And uh, Starfield's ships. main quest is about, what are you saying? And penis ships. And penis ships. A lot of penis ships. <laughs> Starfield's main quest is about 20% bigger than previous Bethesda games, around 30 to 40 hours long. However, said the games... However, Todd Howard, I assume. Oh, that's not however. I know. I Howard. read it the same way, too. Trust me. It was... Yeah. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Howard said the main story is longer than normal due to the sheer number of quests. And, quote, this one's ending up a little bit longer than our previous games. We may tune that some still. It's more quests, so it might be 20% more than our previous ones. Uh, it's great for me because normally the main quest runs a little short, in my opinion. Um, Which, and here's the thing. 30 to 40 hours for this game sounds about perfect to me. Because if, it, if they were saying 50, 60, I'd be like, okay, that means I'm probably going to be burnt out on the game before it ends. And this game seems so big mm -hmm. that if you're mainlining it, it takes like 30 to 40. There might be some wiggle room where I still feel like, oh, there's more worth playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I didn't want them to come out and be like it's a 60 plus hour story I, like I don't it's a hundred hour experience yeah I, I assume this is going to be bigger and I know we always talk about oh we want shorter games we want shorter games and yeah. I think 30 to 40 hours sounds about right for this I think it's good for a game of this size and scope because like there's so much more area to cover I think with this whereas like Final Fantasy 7 my only complaint is that it was too long it took me like 58 hours to complete the story and it's not like you have a lot of free roaming to do in the game or anything you know it's not like and there's that's not a lot of side content I mean, there is but you can complete it as you go like I did all the side missions yeah. as I went or whatever and there's not that many there's maybe 10 ish mm -hmm. side quests um and that was not even close to the platinum trophy. You know what I mean? Like I, that can that's a whole extra playthrough on hard difficulty. <sighs> if I wanted to, so it's like I yeah. I completed the or I finished the game, didn't complete the game in sixty hours. Yeah, which is a lot. That is a lot. What's the next one? Starfield has four main cities, and its new Atlantis is the biggest city Bethesda's ever made. Starfield will have four major cities for players to explore, including New Atlantis, which is the biggest that developer Bethesda has ever made. Howard said that the New Atlantis, capital city of the United Colonies, is not just the biggest game, biggest in this game, but bigger than anything in Skyrim, Fallout 4, or any of the developer's previous games. Quote, it has all the services you would expect, and you can work on your ship there. The factions touch that, Howard said. But that's also the headquarters for Constellation, which is the faction that you join as the last group of space explorers. Kind of this NASA meets Indiana Jones meets the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen group. Uh, let me ask you a couple questions about Hub Worlds, James. Okay. I think that I personally have found Hub Worlds annoying because mm. of size. I, I don't want to take 10 minutes to walk to a station that I should be able to pull up in a menu or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But on the other side of that, I think the hub worlds are gorgeous because they spend so much time making them pretty and like, but there's no reason to explore them besides going to vendors. How do you? Right. So what it becomes is you're not actually exploring. You're seeing a, a icon on your map yeah. and you're walking in a direction and beelining it towards that. Exactly. What I would like to see in this game is it's the, these okay maybe there's an area with all the vendors and it's very easy to get to those vendors or whatever that you i'm sure you're gonna have to do you know that was how skyrim was it didn't okay. have so in skyrim it had um there was no icons for specific vendors like blacksmith didn't have an icon it's yeah. just when you got to a city you saw a bunch of the same generic um like icon and that is a person got it so like you go to these different people and there's all these different people in the city and there's like people of interest. Yeah. But there's like, you have to learn the cities to like know where you're trying to go. Which is cool. 
I, I guess I'm just mm-hmm. looking for in the sub world, I'd like to talk to people that are not necessarily marked that have important information or something like cool side quests or um, just a reason to look around. You know, I, I want a mm-hmm. reason to look around not, oh my God, I can't find this. So I'm forced to look around for it. Yes. And by the biggest, if this is the biggest city they've ever made, and I'm assuming it's kind of like a hub world, I need a reason. I need, do what we need. We need more like guides and direction people. Like, I want to go up to someone at Enter a City and be like, where do I find this? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you want to like go, you'll see this, and then you have to take a left That'd and then go cool. like it's the fourth door on your right. So then it encourages you to interact with people in the world. Hmm. And yeah. it encourages you to like look in your environments for specific things. That'd and you cool. can notice other things along that, but you don't have to, it's without. Like, and I don't want that to say, like, put a quest marker to say, like, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't want that to be a map marker. I want yeah. them to kind of lean into the difficulty of, okay, like, you actually have to listen to what these NPCs are saying. Make it feel like you're in a restaurant in San Francisco where the bathroom is kind of far away, but somewhere in the restaurant. And you have to ask your waiter, hey, where's the bathroom? And they're like, it's going to be at the end to the left through the kitchen to the right. And then you go down this flight of stairs and then it's down there. You know what I mean? Make it feel like that. Mm-hmm. Make it a little bit of an adventure exactly (laughs) just like that um and then this is an interesting thing too i don't know if it's a disappointment to me or not a disappointment but starfield does not let you fly seamlessly from space to planet i love this quote and todd howard said that's just really not that important okay (laughs) he says todd howard said that starfield won't allow you to fly seamlessly from space to its a thousand explorable planets saying the feature is really not that important to the player to justify the engineering work involved people have asked can you fly the ship straight down to the planet no we decided early on in the project that the on surface is one reality, and when you're in space, it's another reality. Cool. I'm interested then to see how like space travel works. Yeah, I will say the immersion in uh, No Man's Sky when you fly into a planet and it opens up and you choose like a spot to land and stuff is a very cool thing to me. Like, even though the planets are sometimes super lackluster, like that's a cool thing when you go down. And you're like, oh this would be a great place to like dock my ship and then like that's so cool mm-hmm. um i'm sure they have a million other cool things that are on the same level of that just in a different way and i'm sure they've they're figuring out a way to yeah. make it engaging and immersive to so it doesn't feel super disconnected or anything yeah oh. dude okay so i i know someone that's a bethesda qa tester mm-hmm I would love to get him on the podcast sometime. Obviously, he can't talk about Starfield or anything, but he'd have to like, talk about something else. But I feel like that would just be fun like to talk to someone that works in QA, just like what they have to do during the day. Like, what's a day-to-day? Yeah, what that, like, what that process is like, how much detail they're going into. Yeah. yeah. I'll hit him up. That'd be sick. Yeah, please do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might. Lastly, Starfield Space Combat is unique and inspired by FTL, or Faster Than Light, and MechWarrior. Todd Howard said Starfield features a unique take on space combat that was partly inspired by Faster Than Light and Mech Warrior. And yes, you can steal ships that you board, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Howard said, quote, there's been a lot of space sims that we're fans of and space shooters from the 90s, but the team wanted Starfield to feel like something unique. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they do that because it doesn't feel like there's a lot of options to make that work. Mech Warrior, historically, mm-hmm. is super cumbersome. Like, it's just mm. a lot of shit going on. Like there's yeah. a lot of like things in your cockpit that you can interact with mm. that all like do separate things. And I would kind of would like, th- I haven't played faster than light, mm-hmm. um, but I would really like to, yeah. but I would really like those more nitty gritty aspects of like, of, uh, of, of ship management and having to like maybe manage like power or yeah. like shields or right. stuff like that. I think that'd be really interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. It's super interesting. Uh, I don't know. Flying's going to be very important to me. That the, like, it has to feel good. It has to feel good. Yeah. Um, I just can't help but think, like, when it says that you can steal ships that you board and stuff, like, I want to do this co-op so badly. I know it's not that kind of game. I know it's not at all. But, like, mm-hmm. the idea that I'd be able to, like, oh, you're flying around. I can jump in your ship and, like, you fly it and everything. I'm just kind of in your ship or whatever while we fly it and we decide to, like, dock someone and, like, take it over. Like, that just sounds so fun. I know it's not that kind of game. But if it was, damn, that'd be awesome. I'd be so pissed. Something like would piss me off. I know. I do, but it yeah. just sounds so fun to me. <sighs> sure. Yeah. 
I'm excited, dude. I'm so excited. There's that shot in the trailer where the ship lines up and like docks with another ship and like interstellar ass docking where they kind of like have to meet in the same mm-hmm. orbit. And it got a little tube that yeah. goes between the docking port, which is super cool. James, let me talk about this real quick. Please talk me out of buying an Xbox Series S right now. I'm actually thinking about pulling the trigger on this. With two years of Game Pass too. You want 4K. I don't you know. want 60 frames. Here's the deal. I was looking you up, want the guaranteed 60. I was looking up some comparisons yesterday on some stuff. Yeah. I know for a fact PlayStation 5 is going to be my main console. I'm going to play all my 4K yeah. 60 games on there. So like mm-hmm. having to take the cut to 1440, to me, I think it's okay for Starfield and Forza, you know? And like what else is going to come to Game Pass? In the- but those are gorgeous. I mean, Forza especially, that's a gorgeous game. I know. I know. You lose a little bit of detail, truly. You do lose a little bit of detail. You lose a lot of detail. But I'll tell you what, it looks double as good as what my PC can do. Maybe triple as good. And so like, and it was already no gorgeous. It was gorgeous on my PC. There's no way it looks better than your PC. Dude, it, it is. It, Have you seen it on a Series S? Just videos. I looked up 2060, my uh, graphics card, to um, Xbox Series uh, S comparisons kind of things looks better and it runs better bro you could get you could get above 60 fps on forza in 1440 and i can like max out a 60 fps on my um, and it dips a little bit so like i know for a fact i do not need the series x obviously i want the series x but i think yeah. i i think i'd be totally okay with the series s like I, I think it would work for me you know what i think i would be too for 200 bucks sell a controller get it for 200 bucks i know I would love. I think I'm gonna do it, James. I think I'm gonna do it. I don't see why not. Wow. Like, maybe I just. I don't know. I'll put a paycheck away for a couple weeks and just pay it off. You know what I mean? I think I might do it. Yeah. I like controller first. What? So, oh yeah. Controller first. I'm not using the controller for anything right now. It was just for Halo and Forza, and I canceled Game Pass. And uh, Halo. See, I did the opposite. (laughs) What? (laughs) You wanted me to talk you out of buying an Xbox Series S? Yeah. And I just confirmed you. I dude for two hundred fifty bucks with Game Pass. Oh, that's crazy. That is so crazy. I can't justify it right now. I just can't. James, I I bought the one hundred dollar, um, Last of Us. Yeah. That is half an Xbox. I feel like I'm so stupid. That is half an Xbox. I'm so dumb. I need, that's crazy i needed that steelbook and i just went for it i was yeah. in the heat of the moment um do i regret it a little bit maybe it's just the game it's gonna be a 10 hour game 20 12 hour game with <laughs> up res yep um, you played it before three times i've played it three times over yeah i know how it mm-hmm. goes but i'm excited to see it i can always cancel the pre-order too but you know yeah maybe i just cancel it and then just get the steelbook. Let's get to the next news story. All right, we're gonna do a little countdown do you for you. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you start it. Three, a two, a one. This week, PlayStation Plus has just launched their new subscription tiers. We have Essential, Extra, and Premium. And James, the big debate is: is it worth it? The Premium tier, the Extra tier, or the Essential tier? Tell me which one you're currently subscribed to. If you, uh, first, let's give a rundown. Give a little rundown, James, about what these tiers, different offerings are. PlayStation Essential. PlayStation Plus Essential. This is what you already have if you've been a PlayStation Plus subscriber for a while. You get your games a month. You get your discounts. You get all the other things that PlayStation Plus allows you to do yep. historically, like play with friends. Um, Three, you get like in-game help, tips, games a month. like stuff like that. Yeah. Games per month. All those things. PlayStation Plus Extra. You get all of that, plus on top of that, you get, I think, do you get an extra game per month? No, it's just the, you, no, get you don't the get an extra game per month. You just get the library. Yeah. So you get the library of PlayStation, I don't know what they're called, just like of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games that they yes. have available to you, the player, um, to, as long as you're a subscriber, you can download them yes. and play them on your PlayStation. Uh, that's how I got Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima direct- Director's Cut is also on there. So you among- upgraded I upgraded to extra. extra. Okay. I upgraded to extra. Yes. And now on top of that is the PlayStation Plus Premium, which Vin subscribed to. Yes. And the PlayStation no, Plus Premium. I'm not. I'm not. We'll talk about oh, that. Oh, you in are a not. I'm not subscribed okay. to that yet. Yeah. PlayStation Plus Premium is 
the step above. So in addition to everything that I just listed, you also have access to PlayStation 2, 3, and I think there's some PlayStation 1 classics on there. Yeah, there's like Tekken for in the PS1. There's, yeah, it's very okay. small. Yeah, the library. So that. it's very small, but you have a br- small collection of uh, both downloadable and streamable games. PlayStation 3 games are all streamable. Yes. The rest are downloadable and they're going to be continuing to add to that library as time goes on. So you get yeah. PlayStation 4, 5, 3, 2, and 1 games in that collection. Plus some demos for certain games. Plus demos for certain games. Yeah. Now, so James, tell me why you upgraded to the extra tier. I d- uh, upgraded to the extra tier because it fit my gaming preferences. Sure. I was talking to Gabe about this. Gabe is very much a completionist. He gets a game, he runs through a game, 100% it or completes it, puts it away onto the new game. Sure. I have ADHD. I'm much more bouncy. sporadic in my gaming consumptions. I'm bouncy. I bounce around. Yep. I like to, I have certain tastes. I got that, uh, the go-go gamer juice. It tells sure, me I need sure. to play this game and yeah. I go and play that game. Uh-huh. And I say, you know what? I don't feel like playing that game. I'm going to put it down. going to move on over to another sure. game. And so I wanted a subscription that tailored to that and me a sort of like PlayStation game pass, if you will, where I can pick up and drop games as I please and yeah. have wide variety of games do so and there were games in that collection that i didn't justify that i couldn't justify buying totally. outright yeah you know like games like ghost of tsushima or death stranding that i said i don't know if i'm gonna really enjoy these games i don't want to commit to pay, paying yeah. a hefty price tag even on a sale like a 35 40 for a ghost of tsushima yeah or like a 30 for death stranding and that's so that's 50 dollars together i don't want to pay 50 dollars. you can get a uh, half a year 50 for 50 days. bucks you know or more than half a year exactly yeah exactly especially if i'm gonna make a commitment to run through them yes um that's another thing so i said you know what i think it's gonna be worth it for me to you know take advantage of a yeah. lot of these games and be able to dip into more than i usually would not be able to things that i've been thinking about like hey like Oh, like, for example, Hotline Miami 2. That was a game that I like. I just like having. Yeah. I just like to jump into that game and run through a few rounds and have some fun and dip out. But I didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. You know, and in another way, I am paying for it. But in another way, I'm not paying for it. So I wanted to have that on the side there for me to have access to. And that's why I upgraded. Now, tell me why the extra $2 a month was not worth it for you to go to premium. Because at that point, I think it was just so much content that I would not be taken advantage of. There wasn't yeah. enough in those collections that I saw myself playing. Sure. Absolutely. I think this is kind of where I'm at right now is I don't, I think that extra tier is great. I think the games library is big and I can't wait to see what more they bring to it. I think premium has a lot of room for growth, which is cool too. They could surprise mm-hmm. you with some new offerings every month, which they say. I mean, every month on the podcast, we talk about, oh, Coming to Xbox Game Pass, we have like 10 games we usually list or something like that. Yep. That's going to be happening to PlayStation Plus. They Well, they have to. They don't have a choice. They have to they be have doing to, that. They yeah. promised it, you know? And so then I might see myself upgrading. But right now, I have so much that I do own that is in my backlog where it's like, I could pay for this right now, but I, I don't know if I'll jump between games right now. So I'm going to wait until that time when I do feel like I can and subscribe. And I would subscribe for the year, like if I really think so, because... If I really think I'm going to use it because it is a lot cheaper. You're spending like half as much money or something like that yep. um, by not paying monthly. Um, but I would check if you have PlayStation right now and you already subscribed to the essential tier, you can see how much it is to upgrade your account until your next billing cycle. And that's a cheaper thing. Like it's for my next billing cycle, it's in September. So for $17 right now, I can upgrade a premium until September, which yes, it's just a couple months, but that might be worth it for me to check out a couple games and, and see if I want to continue that. So that's a great option right. that they offer. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's your kind of, your preference for playing games will decide if you upgrade or not. I don't think it's a bad right. offering. I don't recommend not upgrading, you know what I mean? But just, it depends on how you play games. Yeah. Right, especially if going to that premium tier, if you really enjoy classics and there are games like, oh, I wish I could go back and play this. Or if there was a lot of games that you like missed out on. Yeah. I don't know if they have the catalog to justify that sort of, oh, I want to go back and play these games that I missed out on. Some of them are in there. Yeah. But if you really want that experience, like you're really into classic games and say like, say there's a month where I'm like, I want to go back and I want to play all the games that I missed. Yeah. That I missed out on growing up. I don't think the catalog is there that you know, is there yet for that sort of player. I don't think so either. But at one point, I think it might be. Yeah. But I think at that point, if I had that thing, I would just 
upgrade for the month yes or whatever and then go and do that it's more this where i'm i'd like to chill in the extra lane Mm -hmm. and then if there's some promising games in the premium tier i would upgrade maybe for the month yeah and then go back to my year-long playstation extra right subscription which is really not that much more expensive than the other one it's twenty dollars more correct for the entire year i think yeah it's not too bad um so yes if you're looking for something where you, a lot of offerings on games you've missed games you want to catch up on and things like that extra might definitely be the tier for you do you think premium needs more features to justify the price no i just think it's it's thin on the features that it has i think people want premium to have day one games i think that would be a gigantic i think that point. would be a great selling point yeah we already know jim ryan said they don't need to do that that's what they said because they're like we have enough people buying our playstation games we don't need to offer them um on day one i don't know i don't know i'd like the i, don't, I think that's why game pass is competitive right but this is why i but i like owning the first party games like specifically the first mm-hmm. party games i i have a lot of them not all of them but I like collecting the steel books so much. Um, and so like that would not, it's cheaper. It'd be cheaper. I think you're the, I think you're in the minority. I though. am. I totally am. You're right. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think for a vast majority of audiences, I don't think like for me, I'm hitting like a sort of like minimalism thing where like, yeah. I don't want to own shit. Like right. I hate taking physical media with me when I travel. Dude, series S is See, for you. I'm packing up. I'm going to NYU. Yeah. So I'm like, I have, I'm, I'm trying to take one, maybe two suitcases I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get all my shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I, I don't want to have to worry about buying three, four, five games no. that I could otherwise have access to on Digital. PlayStation Extra. 100%. I Yeah, I totally hear you. But guys, let us know what you're subscribing to or if you're not subscribing at all. We appreciate it. Thank you for watching. If you want to watch this entire podcast, you become a member right here on the channel or check it out for free on audio platforms. It should say it right above our heads right here. Thanks for checking out Strictly Casual. And if you want to check out all of our Summer Games Fest and Xbox Conference stuff, you can check it out on the channel right now. Appreciate you guys. See you next time. Peace. Great vid. Great vid. Yeah, we're good. Great vid. Moving on. We are at 47 minutes for the podcast, James. 47 minutes. We got to cook through the rest of this. Gran Turismo is coming out. Uh, The movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we got a little more details on this, which makes it more interesting to me. This is from Neil Blomkamp, who did, uh, you know, Chappie, District 9, movies like that. Very interesting for him to do the Gran Turismo movie. This comes from Deadline. Sony has set a date for August 11th, 2023. So next August. Um, And the updated logline for the film is this. It's based on a true story. The film is the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. That's fascinating. It's kind of like, um, what's that? What's that old eighties movie about? Um, Last Starfighter. That's what it's called. Last Starfighter. Have I seen? Yeah, Last it's about it's about an eighty. It's about a kid who plays this like this um, this this gaming cabinet, this arcade machine of like a space, like kind of like a Space Invaders type game, and he does so well, and he like breaks the records, and so he gets recruited by this like um wait it's like called space what Army. again the last starfighter the last starfighter crap why can't i find yeah. it is it space 1984 the last starfighter 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 is one word i'm looking on letterbox right now for this oh i see it oh i totally know what you're talking about now i just needed mm-hmm. to see the uh the alien guy with the like the turtle head that's what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool concept. I think, uh, I think that could be cool. I don't know. Neil Blomkamp's a very interesting director for this. I don't know. I'm sure he has a lot to bring to the table, but it's not his usual sci-fi. I'm a, I'm a Neil Blomkamp shill. Um, I like so his stuff. I, I'm immediately interested because yeah. I like his style in which he makes movies. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. Does the, does the premise grab me? Not necessarily, but I think it be it could be a really cool take for a video game movie. Yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty feel good. I think this sounds like a feel good movie to me. I think it'll be pretty feel good. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you need those, which I think is needed for this genre of game movies because yeah. they always take themselves so damn seriously. Right. Yeah. Even for a game like Free Guy, in which it's a comedy. Yeah. 
it takes the gaminess of it very seriously. Right. Yes. Yeah, Free Guy was interesting. So I think we need less gamey game movies. Yeah. This would be... I'm interested to see this. I'm excited. I hope it's great. Wish him the best. Yeah, me too. What do we got next? Uh, we have a little brief show uh, wrap-up from the Capcom Showcase, uh, as this was yesterday? Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, yesterday. Two days ago, yesterday, Maybe. two days ago. Cool. Just some brief things worth mentioning. We got Resident Evil DLC with a third-person mode and new animations. Uh, Mercenaries. What is Mercenaries? Uh, it's their multiplayer in Resident Evil Village. Didn't know they had that. Okay. Mercenaries gets new stages and characters, and Shadow of Rose is a new story campaign. It's fully third-person. You can play as Letty Dimitrescu. But you can play the entire Resident Evil Village in third-person mode now. That's crazy. Which is really interesting. Especially, yeah. I feel like there's so really much that relies that on first person in that game. Especially the hands getting chopped off and everything like that. I don't know. I want to play this game so bad. Me too, but I got to finish seven and I'm too scared to finish seven, which means I'm going to be too scared to finish eight. So. I'm so close to finishing seven. It's... And I was about to finish it the other day, but I got pissed off because I couldn't Dude. get the PS5 version. It was a $20 upgrade. It does really play in 30 frames like and it feels 30 frames. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the, the swamp now in seven. I made it through the house and did all that. But yeah. Oh, ah, ah. I love I love the design of that game though. I'm gonna gush on Resident Evil 7 real quick. Yeah. It's such a good horror game. The like just the way that NPCs move yeah. when you're not there yeah. is so eerie. I love the way they have the AI set. Yeah. It's a freaky game. A lot of great jump scares. <sighs> yeah. It's just so good. Really, really good. It completely blew me away. Uh, this Resident Evil deal, uh, Resident Evil Village DLC is out on October 28th. Yes. In addition, we got a new Exo Primal trailer, lots of new screenshots and videos and mechas and such. I watched a 15-minute long gameplay demo of Exo Primal, and let me just say, the trailer that was shown did not do it justice. Oh, good. Yes. Um, looked like a fun PlayStation Plus game sure. that you would jump in for a month with your friends. Yep. And it looks like, you ever play, are you familiar at all with the Earth Defense Force games? No. Basically like a lot of enemies and it's you and your buds like just yeah. taking out enemies. Great. And you can switch between these mechs mid-game. There's a, there's a menu and you can literally switch so you can do like team compositions like mid-game. Mm -hmm. And there's like a little in-between thing when you're like out of the suit and you're like kind of yeah. naked. Yeah, sure. And you're like trying to fight for your life until your next suit like oh, deploys cool. or comes on. Yeah. Uh, you can play as dinosaurs. Love that. In it's pretty cool. It doesn't look really... Yeah. Okay. It didn't look really fun sure. to play as a dinosaur, unfortunately. It looked pretty repetitive in terms of combat, but there's this moment where there's a triceratops that yeah. comes out of this portal and there's a big dude and he has the big shield, the Reinhardt looking dude. Mm -hmm. And he just fucking, the triceratops comes right at him and he like stops it. Nice. That's dope. It was fucking cool. Okay. There's some cool moments in there. I'll watch the but for play. the most part, I think it's going to be like a, like, I mean, a deep sale. Like, sure. let's all buy this and jump in and okay. it might be fun. Yeah. Cool. In addition, uh, Dragon's Dogma video case uh coming today yeah. day of recording in June about 16th. four hours we're hoping for dragon's dogma 2 or dragon's dogma remake slash remastered because mm -hmm. no, not enough people played that game yeah uh aria verse is coming october 28th then what is this aria versus the multiplayer game that they're doing that's free to play and it's all the characters from everything and you just it's like dead by daylight but are do you remember we saw a trailer for this no i don't remember we were bashing on it pretty hard when it was at a showcase. Yeah. Maybe last year. It was like last year's Summer Games yeah. Fest. Damn, it feels like yesterday where we were shitting on it. But it's coming out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Best of luck. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, Resident Evil 7, 2, and 3 get next-gen patches, which are available now. They're free on PlayStation Plus, or sorry, on PlayStation and Xbox if you own the game. Yes. If you own the PlayStation Plus version of Resident Evil 7, you do not get the PlayStation 5 upgrade. They said no free includes cloud. They said no free cloud. No free cloud. Yeah. This includes 4K and high frame rate, ray tracing, and 3D audio. Yes, which is very cool. Enjoy, kids. Enjoy. Enjoy. But it's time for a new segment that we've been doing the last couple of weeks called A Grain of Salt. And this is the new rumor this week is that we are getting a Nintendo Direct at the end of June. And it is a big Nintendo Direct. A big, big I one. I hope so. They need one. 
This comes from Video Games Chronicle. During a recent Twitch stream in which she was reacting to the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, Sony Santa Monica writer and former games journalist Alana Pierce stated- A oh, friend of the show. Friend of the show, right? Exactly. <laughs> We're in the same video as her on YouTube. Pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alana Pierce says that the next Nintendo Direct is coming on June 29th. She was asked by a viewer if the Nintendo Direct had been announced, to which she replied no. But I believe there is a Nintendo Direct coming on the 29th, to which she looks at her notes in her phone, and she's like, yes, there is definitely a Nintendo Direct June 29th. And she says, the Pierce's comments match with what Video Game Chronicle has been told that Nintendo's planning a Direct. I put the Twitch clip here, because I think her, how she says it is interesting. She reads the person, like, I could probably play the clip, and we could get audio of it, like, if we would like. I think that'd be interesting. Oh, should we should we give we? that a shot? Yeah, let's give that a shot. Let's give that a shot. Um, here's what I'm gonna do. I actually have to. This will be interesting. I'm gonna see if this works. I need to change the this audio test room. out to. You know, I might not be able to do this. Oh no, I could. But James, it'll echo. It's gonna echo. So I, I'll ask that we don't. Right at EFOs. Let me check. I'm playing it. It is. I'm playing it right now. You need to mute your mic. Well, no, no, it would be you, Echo. So if you, because you, I'll mute my mic. Okay, okay. You won't be able to hear it though. You just have to watch the clip on your end. I can't share it and do both. I see that kind of thing. I see, I see. So I'm see. just gonna play the audio real quick. Here we go. Ready? All right. She's looking at her notes. And she says, 29th, yeah, June 29th, Nintendo Direct. Um, it's not technically a leak because Nintendo didn't tell me which is how I make that call. But it's also, I'm not leaking anything that's in it, which is what I think is shitty. So she says, that is what someone at Nintendo told me, but I'm not leaking. I'm not leaking it because it was someone telling me or something like that. And then uh, she's not saying anything that's in the direct because that would be leaking it. So I don't understand, but. I didn't hear anything she said. (laughs) I don't know where my audio went. All good. All good. I didn't hear it. Well, we could watch it later. That's all. Uh, So yeah, that's it. That's the rumor watch. So I'm sure we'll have, I'm sure before we post this, they'll announce that we have a stupid Nintendo Direct and then it'll be old news or something like that. That's how it works. Ugh. That's how it works around here. Every time. Random fun stuff. Random fun stuff. Favorite part of the show. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Yep. Love random fun stuff. Hit me. Uh, Zon Frontiers will take up to 20 to 30 hours to finish. 100% takes twice as much time. So, People still really don't like this game. I saw someone like recreate a screenshot in like what it should look like. Like it should look very bright and fun. And this game looks very drab and dark. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. just, it was cool. I saw that screenshot and I was like, damn, they really missed with this, with the design. Uh, yeah. The future of Assassin's Creed will be revealed this September during a special event, September 22nd. We also missed an Assassin's Creed live stream in which they announced that they were doing Assassin's Creed Valhalla roguelite and it's free for everybody. And it runs just like Valhalla, uh, but it's a roguelite thing. And you can play with your friends. Could be cool. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Might be. I don't really like the way Assassin's Creed Valhalla feels. Nope. It could be fun with friends. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The bosses are kind of cool in that game. Sure. They get interesting. So I don't know. Roguelike could yeah. be fun. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Persona 3, 4, and 5 are also coming to PlayStation 5 and Steam in addition to Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix has announced a celebration broadcast for Final Fantasy VII's 25th anniversary on June 16th, which is also today as of recording. Uh, neon white launches today with good chatter i didn't see reviews great chatter yeah oh my god great chatter people fucking love this game i was talking to gabe about it yesterday uh kotaku review says neon white really is as good as everyone says damn um uh game informer neon white review holy hell um rock paper shotgun speedrunning is a heavenly delight in uh oh fuck where'd it go it's on Fuck, Steam and Switch. It. It's a heavenly delight in neon white. I don't want to play this on Switch. I would have to get it on Steam. It's on Steam too. But it's $23. $23. And it's like, dude, gaming is so expensive. It's really hard to stay on top of all this stuff. As It's really tough. People love this game. I would love to play it. I almost bought it yesterday off just a whim. I'm glad I didn't. Glad I didn't, though. I've been, I knew this game was going to be good. It I looks saw really it cool. I, like, I just, yeah. The style is just so cool. Yeah. Gaming is expensive. It's so expensive. I don't have an income. <laughs> but guys, oh thanks so much for watching episode 117. We're going to wrap this up at almost perfectly an hour here, which is pretty nice. Pretty much target. I'd love to see it. Yeah. We're at 59 minutes. 59.50 right now. 
James, any closing words you have for the people for episode 117? Uh, if there's anyone out here who wants to fund my education at NYU for planning, please wow, let me nice. know. They gave me no money. Uh-huh. That's what you said <laughs> last week, too. So you must be really desperate for this. I'm so desperate. <laughs> I emailed like three people asking for money and they said, sorry. Keep asking. Might as well. We'll see. We'll see. Guys, thank you so much for watching episode 117. We will see you next week for 118. Please check out our other videos that we have out this week. So we had a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys. See you next time. Love you guys. Bye-bye.